I lived, bitch. Let's talk about Volkanovsky vs. Holloway 3. Alexander Volkanovsky is the best fighter on the planet. Full stop. No questions about it. No arguments to the contrary. Anyone who still says that Kamaru Usman is pound for pound number one and is not being ironic about it or, or joking about it in any way possible to make Volkanovsky fans mad is smoking crack. Alexander Volkanovsky beat Max Holloway like he beat Korean Zombie. He treated him like Korean Zombie. He basically made one of the greatest fighters in the history of the sport look like he doesn't belong in there with him in the cage. And, I mean, there's no other words to describe it. It was basically a complete domination from start to finish. Volkanovski has set a pace, and he held to that pace, and he never ran himself ragged maintaining that pace for 25 minutes. Zero mistakes made. Absolutely pitch, absolutely pitch perfect performance. Absolutely perfect decision making. Perfect shot selection. The footwork, ring craft, everything. Just peerless. Peerless performance. And quite possibly the greatest title fight performance, well, if not in the history of the sport, at least in the last 10 years, for sure. So how was that accomplished? Well, first of all, first we likely need to establish uh, establish uh, what sort of fighters we were looking at uh, going into the fight, because... Uh, Obviously, fighters of uh, this caliber, they always try to improve. They always make certain takeaways about the fights they're in. And uh, even though Max Holloway is more of a, I'll just do my thing and uh, force it on you and pour it on you type of guy, he still, he still showcased tremendous uh, ability to adapt in the second fight. And uh, he shows tremendous ability to... Uh, tactical ability and uh, ability to adjust mid-fight, despite largely sticking to the same thing. So, coming into this fight, we saw that against uh, opponents like Cater and Yair, Max was showing a distinct willingness to mix it up. Uh, He he was kind of moving towards, uh, I guess, not really becoming one note, but rather optimizing for his boxing. And... uh, it was uh, he was commonly criticized in the aftermath of the Frankie Edgar fight that he's become one note and that it was an uninspired performance. Uh, I'm less down on that performance because it was uh, immediately in the wake of uh, that insane war between Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier, which would take uh, lumps out of anyone and it would uh, would have likely ended several primes. <laughs> in a row, multiple times over, were it literally anyone else other than Dustin Poirier and Max Holloway. And it still left its marks. And afterwards, Max Holloway got punished for kind of uh, sticking to the same mold over and over again by Alexander Volkanovsky, who immediately zeroed in on all the things that he needed to do to in order to dominate Max Holloway. It wasn't a complete... Demolishment. It wasn't the complete, uh, you know, uh, demolition job like it was this time around. 
but it was still very comprehensive. Alexander Volkanovsky has zeroed in on all the things that he needed to mute Max Holloway's ability to build and um, uh, snowball throughout the fight. But that fight has been has been broken down many times already. I'm just like to recap. Uh, Volkanovsky used his jab and his uh, uh, lead leg kick and his ring craft to basically and his feints uh, in a very precise sequence um, that uh, basically made Max gun-shy, and that's a feat in itself. So in order to adjust to that, Max Holloway came out basically looking to counter Alexander Volkanovsky and kind of draw him into into his own range and counter him. And he kind of stuck to it uh, for the first half of the fight, and he basically... And the the second round was especially comprehensive in that regard because that that arguably that round was the one that basically won Max Holloway the fight. Except that afterwards Max Holloway kind of returned back to his usual self and tried to do Max things again, and that's where Volkanovski was able to rack up points and steal the win. I'm not going to argue about the merits of that decision uh, because that's kind of like beside the point. At, like at this point, it's kind of uh, at this point, it's pointless to argue about uh, whether the decision was correct or not. Because I mean, you you wouldn't get more definitive a conclusion if you tried. I mean, the only thing that Volkanovski could do to top that performance, I guess, is to just do the same thing for ninety five percent of the fight for uh, four rounds and a half, and then just knock Max Holloway dead, or submit him. I don't know, basically finish him. So, you know. And yeah, uh, Max has been developing these looks. Max, And uh, that's what everyone was talking about coming into this fight, because Max Holloway is a fan favorite. Volkanovski is more of a favorite among those, you know, MMA hipsters that kind of prefer boring stuff like... <laughs> <laughs> retreating on 45 angles or retreating on 45 degree angles good ring craft L steps all that kind of stuff <laughs> just <laughs> twitching your shoulder a little bit to make the other guy jump uh, I'm being facetious because the other guy that's, uh, the, there's another guy that does exactly all those things with none of the interesting things he performed today, he was main event his name is Israel Adesanya and I sincerely I hope I hope to never see him uh, headline a pay-per-view ever again, if he continues like that. But anyway, apologies for the the, the awkward pauses and the uh, kind of messed up cadence uh, compared to my previous podcasts. I haven't spoken English in a long, long time, and thus I am severely out of practice and very rusty, but... Anyway, back to the back to the fight at hand. Uh, so Holloway, um, Holloway has been developing all these looks. He's been looking to work in transition. He's been uh, against Yair in particular. He worked wonderfully in transition, faking knee taps, landing knee taps, landing clinch knees and elbows on the break in transition between phases. All that stuff is great against Cater. Uh, Wonderful elbow work, one that uh, Keita has stolen for all of one fight at least against uh, Giga Chikadze. Great, excellent. 
how would that how would that have allowed him to beat Volkanovsky is the thing because everyone focused on what on the new things that uh, Max Holloway has been developing and talking about the new Max and um, talking about the new Max they kind of people kind of forget that what won him those fights against Kato and Yair was that Max was still doing Max fights. Uh, I'm sorry. Max was still doing Max things. He was still fighting the way Max fights. He wasn't doing anything drastically new. He was just slapping on incremental adjustments on top of uh, a game that he is still stuck to. And it's fine. It's just the nature of the matchup. These guys are both so elite that even incremental adjustments like that could have altered the course of the fight. For example, if uh, if 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 Max Holloway landed one of those elbows, managed to find one of those elbows and transitions, if he was still if if he was uh, if he thought about what he would how he would set up those punishing blows, he might have landed a couple, and then that we we could be looking at a completely different fight. That's just I'm just. That's just the nature of the fight. I'm just trying to emphasize just how good both these guys are. But everyone forgot that in the meantime, Volkanovsky was, was also adjusting. He was also improving. He was also working hard on uh, his own fighting style. And he also mostly stuck to his own game because breaking with his breaking a winning combination and uh, completely readjusting your style that late into your career when you're not having that much trouble is it would be dumb, obviously. So it's not a knock on, bo- on any of them in that they just simply try to refine themselves rather than reinvent themselves because they don't need to, frankly. So Volkanovsky was steadily improving with his striking and uh, with his understanding and implementation of transitional work as well and but the one the number one improvement that would uh, that anyone should notice that anyone should be able to notice is just how how much better his boxing has become previously it was perfectly functional excellent good kickboxing great jab uh nice left hook uh great punching power however he wasn't uh he wasn't this sharp wasn't this fast wasn't this quick and precise with his movement in his footwork because uh, um the one thing i would like to emphasize is is, is his uh use of uh one two ones i would call them or one two one twos in that he kind of uses them like a well like a soviet style like a soviet school boxer would in that he continues to work from um in that he constantly works from this bounce and it's not like a karate bounce where they just sort of like bounce hop 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 and then like a giant burst into into range no it's like these sharp little these sort of like uh staccato rhythm uh adjustments minute small steps small hops in and out like really short, really bursty movement, really explosive. And that kind of allows you to counter in a sequence in the first layer, second layer, third layer exchanges very quickly, just like that. You land a hard jab, in, out, hard right hand over the top, in, out, hard uppercut, in, out, left hook. 
in L23. Well, you get what I mean. Um, I've kind of talked about this. I wanted, I've been meaning to get, uh, I've been meaning to get into all this stuff on the boxing instruction that I want. I started recording, but um, things happened. And so I've been unable to finish it, and I'm still unable to finish it because I do not have my equipment with me. Anyway, we saw that against uh, both uh, Brian Ortega and uh, uh, the Korean zombie, Chang Sun. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I, w- I was trying to pronounce his name correctly. I just forgot the sequence in which his names go. <laughs> Chang Sun Jung, I think. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Asian card revoked. <laughs> anyway, I'm not Korean. So, uh, bursting, bursting in and out movement uh, allows for great proactive defense and plays into Volkanovsky's excellent reflexes. Prior to that, he did not have much in the way of uh, head movement. He mostly relied on reflexes. Uh, Or at the very least, his head movement was decent, but not at this level where he was able to evade multiple uh, extremely sharp and fast counters in the pocket with Max Holloway. So beyond that, so so there's this really basic, really fundamental, really, really sharp boxing improvements. Uh, And... uh, so against AKZ, uh, against the Korean zombie, he will throw a baiting jab, dip, return with a hard right hand. Baiting jab, hard jab. Baiting jab, uh, hop step back, hard jab, dip, return hard right hand. Hard right hand. Uh, like a lead right, dip, return with a left uh, left hook. All, all from this really bursty, explosive bounce. The pendulum step. Um, uh, this kind of like uh, more of a boxing pendulum step than a than the pendulum step that you normally see in uh, in MMA. And one thing that kind of keeps tipping me off about uh, kind of keeps bringing up these Soviet analogies in my brain is that uh, Volkanovsky keeps walk, working on the um, on the back foot as number two, and he does. An excellent, very comprehensive job of uh, working as number two, especially compared to someone like, say, well, let's compare him to Gage for a little bit, like uh, just uh, as a funny aside. What does Gage do? Gage walks backwards. He walks backwards. He hangs around on the outside. He waits for you to come in. He waits for you to come in. Uh, for example, Jackie Oliveira would you know, fake coming in. Justin Gagey throws a gigantic 200% power overhand, falls over, uh, tries, like, falls over, completely loses his footing, completely loses his stance, clumsily gets back up to his feet, waits again, floats on the outside, floats on the outside, waits for Charles Oliveira to come in, Charles Oliveira fakes coming in. Justin Gagey throws a gigantic, massive fuck off wide left hook misses by a mile completely loses his footing completely loses his stance falls over clumsily gets back to his feet <laughs> compared to Volkanovsky stance maintained throughout the whole, the entire fight throughout every movement constant 
very sharp, quick resets, not lazy resets, not gagey resets that take ages to get back to, to get the fighter back into his stance. Sharp. Okay, I missed. Back into my stance. Okay, I landed. Back into my stance. I land again. That kind of stuff. Constantly dipping behind his shoulder, constantly hiding behind his guard, constantly adjusting his head position, head slot, moving his uh, head from one head slot to the next, upper right corner, uh, lower left corner, that kind of stuff. And uh, this is not me talking out my ass. I'm just trying to bring up, like, come up with random terminology like Robin Black. If you actually like pick up a boxing uh, textbook, obviously preferably a Soviet textbook, that's what is going to be there. There's the head slots, there's the triangle in which you're trying to hit your opponent. There's the angle at which you're trying to hit the opponent. That's how you move, that's how you reset, that, all that stuff. And Volkanovsky performs that. He performs all that brilliantly. And I don't know if he has been working with a coach that has uh, a background in this type of stuff or if this is just... of, Or if he simply has a very, very well-schooled amateur boxing coach. But this is... Really great uh, basic fundamental stuff that you learn in amateur boxing, if that's your base, if that's you, that's where you start out. And he paired this with his lead leg kick, and his, the, the, his uh, lead leg kick and jab pair has always worked really well, and he would bend over at the waist and kind of like... Uh, he, he's, he sort of has this like folding system where he would land the jab off, off the fold, he would land the lead leg kick off the fold, lead land the body kick and then fold and and that kind of got him countered and well not kind of that got him really badly hurt against Max Holloway who timed the uppercut and now instead of folding he utilizes more incremental spatial adjustments mid combination mid strike and that's I mean that he made hay throughout this fight with that with that adjustment and i've talked about uh, before the fight i wrote a, a short thread because uh, i've had a little bit of free time and uh, this fight got me excited and i did not want to miss on nerding out about this fight so there was like a bunch of dynamics that i talked about and i talked about how his improved boxing volkanovsky's improved boxing might factor in and tie with his uh, lead leg kick and the lead leg uh, to make for a more consistent point score. And at this rate, he did not even really need the leg, lead leg kick. He kind of like used it to amplify the success he, has, he was having in boxing, in the pocket, in exchanges with Max Holloway. And beyond that, he would also... Uh, he, against uh, TKZ in particular, he looked much improved in the clinch. And uh, in Brian Ortega as well. Uh, every time beyond the improved head movement and uh, proactive defense where he would constantly check your hands he would uh, fold his arms into a guard if he felt like you crossed a certain distance and he always like he his sense of distance has always been excellent but now that he actually has defensive measures beyond that sense of distance he's so much more better <laughs> so much more better than he was before uh, he would gauge distance with his arms outstretched, he would sort of hand fight, then he would fold his arms, then he would dip his head, then he would he would do all this stuff. It's it's it, And it's, it works so seamlessly, it's just beautiful to watch. And so against AKZ, 
he would and Brian Ortega when he would miss with a shot and he feel, feels the distance like he's coming in too close he just crashes into the clinch creates a collision shoulder checks the guy completely pu puts him off balance pushes him off balance clinches with him kind of like moves him around and then lands a, an attack in transition or continues to chain wrestle wrestles to the and starts grinding them along the cage sharply adjusts his weight moves them and then he lands in transition a lot of guys when they clinch fight, they try to sort of like hold and connect. And uh, it's uh, way less effective than grabbing a hold of someone. Really, like, j like um, jarring them with, your, with, with the strength with which you grip them. Moving their weight. Like, using your weight to move them. And then that off-balances them and creates the opportunity for you to land something really hard. And that's what Volkanovski did against Brian Ortega and Take Easy, and this time around against Max Holloway as well in several exchanges. So, uh, all these incremental adjustments in tandem, in a seamless, uh, consecutive, like, uh, I don't know, fucking, I don't know. All these things in a sequence have worked to completely nullify whatever game plan that Max Holloway had coming into this fight. Because when um, in the first fight, and it's kind of like an extension of the first fight where Max, where Volkanovski nullified Holloway with the lead leg kick, the jab and the feints, uh, but the adjustment that uh, Max Holloway tried to bring against Volkanovski in the second fight wouldn't work this time around because Volkanovski was, wasn't just uh, switching between countering and leading. It was, it, it was kind of he tied it all together. He would bring Max Holloway into himself. He, he would allow him to pressure. He would punish him for trying to pressure him. He would punish. Uh, Max for trying to lead and he would punish Max for not leading and simply walking forward and so he would basically, essentially, Volkanovski was prepared for everything that Max would do and uh, he, he was he was both prepared for the specific counters and he was both prepared for the overall approach he just knew what Max Holloway is going to do he just knew what Max Holloway is going to try and attempt and punish him for attempting to, to, to perform. And in a way, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky basically pressured Max Holloway into constantly making mistakes while fighting off the back foot. And I mean, that's, that's just ace stuff right there. That's, uh, that's what the highest levels of fighting are all about. And that's what I've been missing all these years, all these months, I'm sorry. Well, maybe years. All these months in, in MMA lately, that, this, this is just high level, genuinely high level, elite decision making, shot selection, fighting, strategizing, everything. Just blows my mind, this stuff. And the best part is, the best part is, it's all really fundamental. It's all really basic. You, yeah. Anyone can do it. You can, you can absolutely fight like a much worse version of Alexander Volkanovsky. You can do it. It's doable. What he does is not uh, beyond the payoff for a normal person to do. He just performs it at 
such an elite level that you that you you'd have to be delusional to be hoped to match him in any way. <laughs> you can settle for being a completely dog shit version of Volkanovski, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine in training. You'll be fine on the regional scene and amateurs or wherever you want to compete. If you're reasonably gifted, you can try what Volkanovski does, and you'll be you you will find decent amounts of success. It's all doable. It's all fundamental, and the little stuff. The little stuff I keep nerding out about. It's just how Volkanovski, for example, once again, in the clinch, he wouldn't just grab hold of Max. He wouldn't just try and move him, move him like brute force him into positions. He would dip his weight down. He, was, he would sharply like dip his weight to one side, dip his weight to another side, drop his weight and adjust his weight constantly. And this keeps off balancing your opponent if you continue doing that this keeps off balancing your opponent and this creates opportunities for you to advance position this creates opportunities for you to separate and land something this creates opportunities for you to just land something and then separate and then again land something that's just constant opportunity for offense constant offensive constant seeking of offensive options through defensive competence that's what it was Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Just sheer, pure brilliance. Just bloody... I mean... Volkanovsky uh, is just... I mean, to um, to paraphrase Nakamai, <laughs> the best isn't blessed, baby. The best is great. <laughs> just... 50-45-ing Max Holloway. Insane. The specific combos uh, that uh, Volkanovski would perform, I mean, I briefly went over them, but just the mechanics of it, it's beautiful. Like you, okay, so you're circling around your opponent, you're forcing him to come to you. You... Take a quick hop step backwards. Take take a quick, uh, like a hopping L step to the side. Return to your stance. Immediately return to your stance. Not just circling uh, in the frontal stance, flat footed or anything like that. Constantly moving, constantly on your toes. Bounce, 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 bounce sideways. Adjust. Uh, take a 45 degree angle step. You see that he's... Uh, sort of squared up now not completely squared up but sort of squared up you throw a hard jab throw a hard jab dip avoid the counter throw a baiting jab again the opponent flinches tries to retaliate and come into you to avoid getting jabbed up in such a manner throw a hard jab again and then followed by a hard hard right hand and then another hard jab for good measure to just uh, establish distance again, close the door on the exchange, and then hop step outside again. Retake the center, start over again. And these sequences, these are the sequences that uh, just stupefied Max. <laughs> and the speed with which it was performed, that's the one thing that you're likely not be, you're not likely to be able to recreate, the, the sheer speed with which uh, Volkanovski moves and his speed genuinely improved a lot I think uh, just and not just speed but the ability to maintain that speed throughout the entire fight it's again the pace high high pace and it's always maintained it's all performed in a rhythm uh, 
It's not uh, a lull in the action and then you're running yourself ragged trying to connect. No, it's a, a constant high anticipation, high pressure game of feints, 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 fakes, jab, 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 hard, uh, hard connection. It's a, a constant pace, a decently high pace with accelerations in between. That's rhythm. That's rhythm manipulation. Occasionally creating a a fake lull in the action so the opponent thinks that he now can connect with something and then you punish him for it. That's... That's what, you know, separates the Mavericks from the Icemans, really. <laughs> Saw Top Gun, by the way. Excellent movie. Not sure it was uh, shown in Russia. But then I'll never know again. Uh, I mean, I, I can look it up, but I don't wanna. I don't give a shit about Russia anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure my peers uh, and I would like to join them in that regard. If that's the case, would uh, try and band together and um, uh, publish a more coherent, uh, like you know, actual post-fight breakdown. I'm just kind of rusty right now. I caught up on all the dynamics and I caught up on all the things that both fighters were trying to do but um, I haven't done this for a long time not of my own volition so uh, I apologize uh, apologies for this kind of rambly stuff I'm just kind of geeking out now, right right now and um, this is more to just try and get myself back into groove I want to start talking about fights again and I guess this uh, um, I guess this brings us to my situation like where have I been uh, well uh, if you're a returning listener, you you will probably know that uh, I, I am a Russian citizen. And I'm... No worries, I'm currently trying to uh, rectify that problem. <laughs> I'm diverting all my resources on trying to rectify that problem. And uh, the, um, the support from my colleagues at the fight site and the support from my subscribers, from our subscribers and re- re- listener and reader base has been invaluable in allowing me to do that. So, once again, I've uh, once again thank you to everyone who supported me and participated in trying to get me out. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to those still wondering, I'm not in Russia right now. I will I will not reveal where I am right now uh, for safety purposes and uh, for the uh, for the safety of my friends and loved ones and family. Uh, who, who, many of whom I've had to leave behind. And one day I hope to rectify that problem as well. But yeah, I'm relatively safe, relatively secure, uh, in a reasonably peaceful place, far away from all the action. And but yeah, the situation back home is pretty grim. Receiving uh, news of and rumors from. Uh, people I know, anecdotal evidence from people I know that uh, young males are being stopped uh, in the street, forced to come with them to the military commissariat and uh, being shipped off to Ukraine. Uh, Russia did not uh, uh, did not order widespread mobilization, general mobilization, but they're trying. They still need bodies, and they still trying to throw bodies at the problem. And uh, that's what I'm. I've been evading for the last. Uh, well, what is it? 
four months now. Yeah, the first couple of months were insanely stressful, and uh, I thought my only means of uh, escaping would be to claim asylum somewhere and forfeit any chances of uh, seeing my uh, family uh, for for a, for a long while. But yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like I'll still be able to immigrate normally, you know, like a white person. <laughs> so. There's that, and uh, I've been still, I've still been, you know, watching MMA and uh, working on some stuff. Uh, I hope to kind of shake the jitters off and uh, get back into the groove and start releasing again. Uh, maybe, maybe a recap of everything that I've missed and just to share my thoughts on the stuff that uh, others have covered but you haven't heard about from me personally if you want that that is if you if you, if you care you know <laughs> uh, yeah if you um well I am still relying primarily on the on the fight site income to uh to you know stay afloat so uh if you <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you want to support an immigrant, <laughs> just subscribe to her page. And <laughs> uh, maybe I'll release a Patreon bonus episode where I, you know, recap the whole thing that that's been happening, like the the recap of everything that's been happening to me over the last several months, and uh, maybe I'll outline some of my plans. And I've been. Keeping the patrons uh, up to date as to what I'm doing on Patreon through text posts that are paywalled for safety reasons. Uh, but I suppose like a general recap is still in order. Beyond that, I don't know, depending on the plans of my colleagues, maybe I'll join them for a, for a more comprehensive recap of the event. Uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, that, that that's basically it and uh, you know in a way in a way you could say that uh, mixed martial arts have genuinely saved my life because <laughs> if i didn't cover this dumbass sport i wouldn't i wouldn't develop the contacts that, that i've managed to secure and i wouldn't be able to leave the country at all <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that uh, Russia, like the Russian government, offered me to like a, a free spot at a like a uh, an uh, uh, ROTC type inst institution, and uh, just make me an officer? Now there's a bullet that I like quite literally. Like there's a bullet I dodged in a quite literal sense. <laughs> yeah. As always, that's my only consolation. Things could always have been worse. And anyway, um, uh, I'm yet to catch up on the rest of the event. That's just my immediate thoughts, immediate impressions on Volkanovski versus Holloway 3. Uh, once again, thank you for... Uh, I mean, thank you for sticking with TFS for as long as you did, even though I didn't release anything. Uh, those people who I'm talking about know who who they are, and uh, thank 
special thanks to the colleagues to my to my colleagues who are all uh, who are not actually doing this full time but are still releasing content fairly regularly to keep the you know the website afloat. Uh, wouldn't be able to. Hey, you get what I mean? I'd be dead <laughs> if it weren't for you or them. <laughs> just <laughs> like that's my reality now. Go figure that one out. Okay. Anyway, cheers. See you later.